What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's Mike, and I'm here again with Dave and Pat. What up? We're back and better than ever. <laughs> All right, so today, uh, this is something that we were kind of given as a suggestion by one of our friends after he listened to the first episode. We kind of realized that we didn't really give much of an introduction to us and like why we like wrestling and stuff like that. So today, we're kind of going to just begin our podcast with kind of... A breakdown of kind of like our favorite matches, our favorite superstars throughout the years, what got us into wrestling, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that, just so you guys know us a little better. Um, so we're going to start off with what got us all into wrestling. So Dave, you can start. All right, well, I mean, I think wrestling is like all I've known in my life. It's a funny story, actually. <laughs> It's all you know. <laughs> it's been in my blood. No, oh, okay. No, nah, but uh, he, you're, you're the Rock's other cousin, right? Exactly. Okay. But uh, like my dad actually took my mom on their second date. He gave her two tickets at, to an event, and it was actually wrestling at the Spectrum, which was really cool. And like from as far as I can remember, like my dad and I would sit there and watch every pay per view like together, like from the time I was born, like up until I was like eight or nine, but. Yeah, I mean, wrestling's always just been one of those things, and I feel like for a majority of the people that, like, understand and get wrestling, it was, like, something they were, like, brought up with. Yeah, so, I, think, I think it's hard to get into it if, you, if you're not into it as a kid. Yeah, you, like, don't understand. Yeah. Well, when I was young, how I got into wrestling was, like, my parents weren't into wrestling at all. My None of my siblings watched it. I just, when I was young, my uh, aunt used to babysit me. And I had an older cousin who was super into wrestling, so like that's how I got into it. I played the games when I was young. I played with all the action fingers. Loved X Pac for some reason, <laughs> which in retrospect is real weird. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah um, kind of same thing. Pat said uh, I wasn't kind of I didn't get into wrestling through my parents. My parents actually hated that I enjoyed wrestling because back then, I mean, Attitude Era was when I was growing up, so it kind of makes sense. Same. Um, yeah, they hated that I enjoyed it even a little bit, so I kind of had to sneak it for that point. Uh, my cousin, my cousin was big into wrestling, so, like, he had all the action figures and the video games and all that stuff, so whenever I saw him, that's kind of how I, like, kept, uh, up to date with it. I didn't really, I wasn't really allowed, per se, to watch it until, like, 2003, 2004, when, like, Cena was just starting. So, I mean, that's when I got, like, super into it, just because I didn't have to, like, hide that I was watching it all the time. But, yeah, yeah my, it's kind of... My parents were not fans of it either. Yeah. Whenever they called me, it was kind of a big deal. They got really <laughs> mad, because, I mean, you can assume why. All that stuff was kind of ridiculous. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I could just remember, like, when I was, like, five or six, like, in first grade, I, like, was over at my friend's house, and I gave him a razor's edge off his bed, and his parents, like, came up and, like, flipped out on us. We were, we were each, like, carrying our, like, belts around with us. Like, I remember, like, first grade, my dad got me, like, like authentic, like, WWE championship. Yeah, I used to have the belts, too. That thing never came off my waist. I had the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold belts. Classic. Dude, in retrospect, it's a miracle that I never was in the hospital when I was that age. Because me and a kid that lived down the street from me, he had a trampoline. So we used to, like, have legit matches. And we, obviously, at the time, we were like, oh, this is not fake in any way. So we would be, like putting each other in sleeper holds and tossing each other through, like, play no. tables. and Like, it was bad. The I don't know how we never got hurt. The best is being, like, an 11-year-old and trying to F you someone who, like, is not helping you at all because you're, like, 
wrestling, but for real. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I was, like, moments away from being unconscious from my friend Joe. Shout out, Joe, who put everyone in Taz missions when we were young. And we, you tap out, <laughs> and this dude was, like, for blood. That's, oh. yeah. Definitely Absolutely. a miracle that, well, I don't know, I can't speak for you guys, but that none of us were severely injured. Or in still days. alive. <laughs> all right, so that's kind of how we all got into wrestling. Uh, favorite match? Ever. Ever, I guess. There's many. It's kind of hard to pick one. Yeah, but. Th- there are a few that stand out to me. Um, Triple H versus Cactus Jack at Royal Rumble 2000. Great. It ends with, like, my least favorite spot ever, with, which is Mick Foley getting pedigreed face first into a pile of thumbtacks. <laughs> always blows my mind that he agreed to do that. Um <laughs> CM Punk versus John Cena at Money in the Bank. I think that's oh, a cla- that match. That's a classic of this era, at least. And um, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Eddie Guerrero. No way out. Oh four when Eddie won with the Goldberg interference. With the Goldberg interference, <laughs> exactly. Dave, I'd have to say uh, my fest- my favorite wrestling match ever, easily. Probably Brock versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. Stone Cold guest referee. Wow, really? Yeah, just technically sound. Probably the best match I've ever seen. Wait, excuse me. I, I also I also love that <laughs> uh, that staring at each other for any time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, favorite match ever? Probably the first TLC, just because that was like the first match that I can just like recall in my memory of like something that like stood out to me. Like that was like so foreign at the time, and like that was just like the peak of like tag team wrestling. It's like that's just one that like stands out in my mind. That was pretty. Mind blowing at the time. Yeah, I can still go back and watch that, and I'm like, Jeff Hardy getting speared at that entire match. The belt. Was that the first one? That was the first official one. They had a, a yeah. like a, a triple threat ladder it was match. Like before. a triangle ladder. Yeah, it was match called the triangle ladder match, which was essentially a TLC match. Right. They brought their weapons and then they called it the TLC. Okay. Yeah. Um, my favorite match, few matches, um, that they haven't said yet. Uh, Rock Austin at WrestleMania 17. Awesome. I think until that's the very fantastic end. match. Well, until the very end, because, yeah, that's just whatever. But that's a great match nonetheless. Any of their WrestleMania main events, honestly, I could put up there. They're all awesome. Uh, no? Not a fan of 15. <laughs> okay. 19's great. 19 actually is probably the best one, but regardless. Um... Guerrero, this is a random one, but Eddie Guerrero versus JBL cage match <laughs> on a SmackDown in, I'm pretty sure, 04. For whatever reason, that match is, like, stained in my mind forever. I love that match. I have no idea why I love it so much, but Guerrero at that time was, like, my favorite wrestler. And his spot where he frog splashes JBL off the top of the cage is, like, ridiculous. I remember how hype I was when I was little. <clears throat> And when I go back and watch it on the network now, it's still, like, just as awesome. So that's definitely up there. Was, that's not the one where he bladed way too deep, is no, it? Is no, that, that was, no, that was an I Quit match or a... An, yeah, it, was, it wasn't that match, though. That was a cage match. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. If you haven't seen that, go Google that and be terrified. It's Eddie Guerrero <laughs> blade job. He cuts <laughs> way too deep and he gushes. It's and it's believable, too, because that JBL chair shot was ridiculous. It was vicious. If I had to pick one more match, just because I think they did three. Um, I did one. They I'm the, sorry. They had the bull rope match. Texas bull rope match was good. I also really like WrestleMania 20 main event, the triple threat with Michaels, Triple H, and Benoit. That match Ooh. is... 
amazing. That match is kind of ruined for me, though. I mean... The Benoit stuff is hard for me to get over. Like, before that, like, my favorite match ever was maybe... He had a match with Kurt Angle at, like, the Royal Rumble in 2002, 2003 for the championship. That was, like, also one of my favorites, but... Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to admit it now because everything he did is so terrible, but when he was actually still wrestling, I highly Duke, enjoyed Benoit. Duke I'm sure a lot of people did. Well, so. you know what match I also really like? I love uh, HBK versus um, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Yes. I, oh, my oh, God. Yeah, I love how Shawn Michaels, like, changed his approach, like, to match uh, Kurt Angle's. It was awesome there. And then I think just if we're throwing great matches out, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania yeah, 25. The greatest match. You can pretty much just stop the conversation at any Shawn Michaels match. <laughs> Shawn Michaels was pretty good at wrestling. Yeah. The best. He was all right. Yeah. He, Debatably. I don't even. Biased. I'm not even sure it's a debate. Just in terms of performance, I don't even think so. All right. Um. That's a lot more matches than I expected us to name. Uh. Go watch those on the WWE Network. Nine ninety nine. All right. So now we're just gonna kind of give you our. Not really a top five list, just kind of a few of our favorite, either current or all-time favorite, like, wrestlers, superstars, whatever you want to call them, that we enjoy watching the most. So I think I can collectively say we all, based on what we just said, enjoy Shawn Michaels yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. The Rock is one of Dave's. I'll let him talk about The Rock for a second, if he wants. I mean... The Rock was my hero. I had the Brahma Bull stuffed animal. I had the Just Bring It chain. Basically, every piece of memorabilia that The Rock ever put out, I own. Yeah, when I was younger, The Rock was definitely my favorite. Like, but, but his peak was when we were like five or six. So oh that yeah, was perfect. His uh, his promo against Billy Gunn. The, but my name's Billy. Um, <laughs> that essentially ended Billy Gunn's push forever. God, the worst <laughs> burial ever, and the silk shirt. Oh, I wanted to buy the a Versace. Silk shirt. The Versace. That man the five hundred dollar shirt. The five hundred dollar mutton chops, oh. great, great facial hair too. <laughs> I was always more of a stone cold guy myself, and I mean it doesn't go back to when he was actually wrestling, but just how much I see The Rock's face now, I despise him more than ever. So. Oh yeah, I I don't like The Rock anymore, even as like a personality in the media. Like every time he takes like an Instagram picture with like an athlete, I feel like I see it a million times. I just <laughs> kind of find him annoying now. Oh, you mean like the way he just drops catchphrases, just pandering to the crowd? <laughs> oh yeah, I hope he never returns to television for rest WWE ever again because it's always terrible now. Um, yeah, like when he buried the Wyatts six feet under at WrestleMania. Oh, Chill, six seconds. All right, other favorites. Eddie Guerrero is one of my favorites. Yeah, big one. I love Eddie Guerrero. He Jimmy was Wang awesome. Yang, <laughs> Funaki, Domino, Kaz Hayashi, Jesse and Festus. Oh <laughs> Luke Gallows. Well, we're getting carried away. But seriously, though, like, probably my two favorites of all time, It's I go back and forth on this, are Chris Jericho and CM Punk. They're both, like, great in the ring, on the mic, whatever. Okay. Best in the world at what they do. Who are your top two? Top two? Like, right off the bat, ever. Hmm. Well, The Rock is one That's on the tough one. The Rock, obviously. Um... Hmm. Let's see what we can pull out. I don't know. I, I, I'm like a, I'm a fan of like, greatness in the ring. I always loved Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. I love Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle if Kurt I was Angle to name awesome. a third, Kurt Angle would be my third. Oh, you know, no, no, no. Edge. I Edge. loved Edge for the sole reason that 
He was fantastic as a face and absolutely the most despicable heel ever. Oh, I hated I, him. I oh, hated my him. God. I literally, he was just they, yeah, oh, the ultimate opportunist. We, right at our Superstar Edge was when we were like 10 mm. or 11. Right? Yeah, and when he was feuding with Cena. So that's when and, we were still like, like Marks, children, yeah. and I hated him. Live sex scene with Lita on TV. Lita was so hot. Who could forget? <laughs> Yeah, I despised Edge. He might be the... Well, he's definitely top five heels ever. Yo, aligning him with Vicky Guerrero, that was just... Oh, wait, what? What'd you say? Aligning him with Vicky Guerrero? Oh, yeah. I don't know why they did Underrated that. match the same night as the sex celebration was Edge versus Ric Flair in a TLC match. What? See, the I, championship. I didn't know. It's, it's, it's really good. It's, like, shockingly good considering how old Ric Flair was at the time. He was, like, 60-something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. What else do we have? Um, just re- wait. I'll just do my quick two real quick. Stone Cold and I was obsessed with John Cena when he first came up with this whole Doctor of Thugonomics thing. So they're probably my top two. Word life. But despite that, that's a little bit about us and our wrestling background, if you will. So you know us um, now, and you have a reason to care about our opinions. Oh, I apologize. I looked over one more thing. Um, we thought it would be interesting to discuss a match. To show somebody who doesn't know about wrestling that might get them interested, because we've kind of all had to do this in a way, because all of our friends, for the most part, I don't want to say they judge that we like wrestling, but they just don't really understand what, like, they, like, oh, it's fake, oh, it's this, it's that, so we've tried to show them something. And succeeded. And succeeded. Our adventures in Most of them watch it exposing now. people to wrestling have been wildly successful. Pretty good, yeah. So this is the match where, like, you're having a conversation with someone about it, and they're like, oh, it's fake, it's dumb. This is the good thing. You go, no, seriously, watch this. This is dope. And it works. Yeah. So. Sometimes. Most of the time. So, Pat, what's your match? <laughs> I think that Ricochet versus Will Ospreay match that just happened uh, in the junior heavyweight tournament in New Japan was pretty great just because <clears throat> you show someone, like, a John Cena match, and you can see, like, you can see the choreographed stuff yep. a mile away, and it's kind of not. This is also super choreographed, and I that's agree. what it's gotten a lot of criticism for. But it's like it's like an action movie. It's, it it's good, cool. Yeah, it had a good flow to it. It's like everyone knows it's fake, so you can kind of whatever, like yeah, tailor it around, tailor it around there, and make it look good and awesome, like yeah, stuff like that. And also, Sami Zayn versus Nakamura at NXT this year. If you're gonna the recent, sure. incredible, great match, legitimately hard hitting. <laughs> Dave, what's your? Um, I mean, the match I would have said. Prior to a couple of years ago was Rockstone called it WrestleMania 17. Okay. But my new current favorite is the AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura match from Wrestle Kingdom 10. I think just like everything as a whole, I loved AJ's whole entrance with his Bullet Club entrance was awesome with the mask. I love any time they like associate masks with things. <laughs> Except. <laughs> <laughs> what about when uh, Shades of? The what? shield with those masks? Yeah. Awesome. What about when Luke Gallows was fake Kane? Oh, well, yeah. Everyone loves that. Of course. <laughs> fake Kane versus real Kane. Oh, and just like everything. Like, any match with Nakamura and Styles was awesome. I love when Styles did the, the Bullet Club bullet and Shinsuke ate said bullet. And honestly, that AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns match that just happened would also be a really good one. Well, any be. brutal match is also good. Yeah, see, I take kind of a different view than them they pick kind of like more technically sound like pure wrestling matches 
I would, if I'm trying to show someone that doesn't really like wrestling, which I've done this before. The brutal. I show people, like, the most brutal, like, holy <laughs> shit, I can't believe that really just happened. So I always show people either Mick Foley, Taker, Hell in a Cell when he gets tossed off the cell. Oh, yeah. Because everyone, like, Fantastic. can't believe he lives. Or I go to Foley again. Foley versus Orton at Backlash 04? Mm-hmm. For the Backlash. for the Intercontinental Championship, yep. yeah, that match is ridiculous. They always seem to cringe at the the thumbtack spot with Orton, so that always they always want to watch more after I show my friends those matches. So I, they're go tos for me. Or Shane versus Steve Blackman. Or Steve Black. Or Steve Blackman hits Shane with the kendo stick and he falls off the Titan Tron. Yeah. Or if you want a more current one, the Hell in a Cell match. Even though it was. Mm. Uh, it, it was decent at best. The spot with Shane at Mania this year is like ridiculous. So I would just show people that clip, not even the whole match. Or the video of catching our raw reactions to that was priceless. Or the Lesnar, the match when Lesnar came back and faced Cena at Extreme, that Extreme Rules. Rules match. And oh, that match was so yeah. sick. Oh, and he didn't he get an, uh, an AA onto the steps? Yeah, to mm-hmm. that match was very yeah. stiff. Oh, they had, they brought out the uh, the chains. Yeah, that was a great that was a good match. match. All right, so. Now we conclude our intro wrestling portion of the podcast. What we're going to go through now is just like some quick hits, some major points from like the past week and Raw and like other stuff that's been talked about in WWE. Raw was terrible this week. With one notable exception, Raw sucked. (laughs) Which we'll get to. So the first thing and kind of a major point that's happened since our last podcast that we did is Seth Rollins' return at Extreme Rules. Um, I, for one, didn't read anything about him coming back, so I freaked out like a small child. Pat and Dave also did, but they kind of knew. Yeah, we, we 100% knew. I, I'm, I enjoyed the spoilers. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish I don't see them, but I just I, I always end up seeing them for some reason. Oh, that's another thing I guess we should point out really quick. I don't usually read the spoilers in the dirt sheets. They enjoy that more than I do, so I always tell them not to tell me anything. I'm on squared circle all day, so... Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he came back. The crowd was erupted. It was awesome. That was a great way to close out the show after an amazing main event match. But what a lot of people don't really understand is why the next night on Raw, he came back and cut a heel promo. Yeah, and we, we, we talked <sighs> about this last week, too. Rollins, like, he's a great heel, but people want to cheer him and people want to boo Roman. Like, it's simple as that. And it, yeah. the segment that happened this week with him running back and forth didn't do anything to help that situation Oh, my God. It, it was so, so bad. It was just confused. The entire thing, like, why didn't Roman just, like, why leave, leave the, the ring, ring and go after him? Oh, my God. And they just, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're just, like, shoving it into your face now. Like, they realize they've backed themselves into a corner with, like, this WWE 24. And are you talking thing. about their segment this past week? The yeah. Jericho-esque yeah, segment? Yeah, the Jericho-esque segment where he faked attack. Absolute garbage. Just I've never terrible. been... Well, no, I was recently shown something that I was more disgusted at from wrestling, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we'll get to that. But, we yeah, will get to that. Wa- trying to watch that and be entertained by that was... It, I actually got aggravated. No, actually, was no, so there was no entertainment It was so that. dragged out. It was so unnecessary. It bothered me so much watching that I actually segment. think this was a symptom of something that more that was wrong with Raw this week. They were up against Game 7, and I don't think... I think they intentionally kind of kind of just use this week as a stall week 
because they knew, like, a lot of people, they were going to lose a lot of ratings. And that's why you see, like, AJ versus John, like, the AJ John Cena segment that we'll get to in a little bit. Wasn't booked for the main event, even though it was clearly the biggest thing. It happened at halftime. Half it happened seven. at halftime of Game Seven, so they clearly had an idea of like around when that would. Did, do you think they like? Yeah, they definitely. Like, no, they do that. They 100%. do that for Monday Night Football too. They'll yeah. book big stuff to happen <laughs> during halftime. Yeah, I thought it was the timing was like strange about it. So, no, they definitely do that stuff on purpose. Yes. So yeah, Seth Rollins heel. I mean, mistake. I, I mean, it's. I hope inevitably is leading to a double turn. With no. him and Roman, so if it doesn't, then they they really don't know no, what they're doing. No, it has so. to because Seth Rollins is that guy. I don't know why they're so reluctant to accept it, I but he can be the guy. He can be that guy. I mean, everyone they gave him wants. a special. They I gave him a special, so know. it's inevitable he's going to be a face soon. I don't That's know how I see it. why they've been stuck for like a few years now of have, making Roman the new guy, and just they put like blinders on. It's not and organic. They only yeah. see Roman. That like Dean had it organically. Could have been the next guy. AJ had it organically just just now. Could have been the next guy. Now right. Seth. Seth, if you had brought him back to babyface, this is the Triple H thing all over again. Yeah. And when he tore his quad originally, he was a heel, top heel in the company. Get gets hurt, and people just missed him. So he gets a huge pop, and they went with it. And th- that's as simple as that. No yeah. one's going to question that because everyone wants to cheer Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's it's not a thing where people are going to sit there and say, "Oh, why was he like." Hated by the crowd, and then he came back because he's Seth Rollins. And you can also have him cut a two-minute promo. Where he's like, "Oh, I, it, this like being out rehabbing made me made me like appreciate things more." And he's fantastic on the mic. The thing that separates him from Roman is that he could sell and talk and make people realize, "Oh, okay, I'll buy into him being a face just because he's that great on the mic." Yeah, and he's got a, a face move set. I'm, I just don't get Phoenix Splash. <laughs> uh, I had something to say, and I completely blanked out. So. We're going to move on. <laughs> um, yeah, we already kind of touched on it real quick, but the only thing good about this past Raw was the Cena return slash AJ Styles heel turn. That was too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was absolutely ridiculous. Thankfully, they did air it during halftime because it was the only way I was going to get to see it in full live mode because my other friends are watching game seven i was watching game seven but it was awesome it was very unexpected so apparently writers still know how to do stuff right sometimes it's the great thing about wrestling these days like it's one of those things that genuinely surprised me but it surprised me from that it was one of those things where wwe gets caught in a rut of doing the same thing over and over and over again so when they came down i'm expecting oh yeah they go and get into the tag team match where it's styles and cena versus the club and it just like spawns from there, where they just go into oblivion. Yo, this was great. This is exactly what you want when you're watching Raw. You want something that's unpredictable. You want something that you haven't heard before. And something that has like a clear like direction moving forward that they can really build off of. The only thing I'm very curious about is John Cena return feud. I just want to see AJ. Well, they'll do the thing where AJ wins the first one and then John Cena wins the yeah, nice yeah. 10 like matches. With Rusev with Bray. Kevin they Owens definitely yeah. need... I mean, Styles doesn't really need a win, but he's AJ Styles. He, he, he deserves could, a pay-per-view he win. Could he hasn't a, wanted a he pay-per-view could use, yet. Yeah, for sure. Also, and, just on a even just more surface level than that, like having AJ Styles and John Cena in the ring, which if like 
Oh. I was a fan of WWE, and I watched TNA too for a was, long time. That was this was a big moment for me, dude. Did you, the crowd was ridiculous. Yeah, was, oh, I marked out. And then the, the crowd was going crazy. Let's go see an AJ Styles chance. And but then like, they, the thing then, is, then as soon as AJ started to cut a promo, they start with what chance? What are you doing, Green Bay? Green Bay, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? The thing was, Green Bay was completely asleep until that moment the for thing, good reason. The thing that I, and what I said when I was watching this was the best part about that. Whenever you notice Cena in the ring, he dominates the crowds. He gets the let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. You never see Cena's adversary getting any part of the Yeah, game. very rarely. Yeah. It's like CM Punk match, you get that? Let's yep. go, Cena, CM Punk. I th- mm-hmm. Owens did. Owens did. Owens did, and then by yeah. the end of the feud, but, it kind of softened a see, little bit. See, and it, people know. Daniel Bryan did. People are aware of yeah. like what they want, and obviously mm-hmm. if you're not over John Cena. No, I thought the best part of that segment, though, was that the heel turn was awesome, and it was unexpected, and it was a great moment. But you could tell that the crowd was going to be invested in Styles and Cena, yeah. and in like beating up the club, both faces. Yeah, like they, they were really, gonna, like they, they were siding hand, together man. to yeah. attack Gallows and Anderson, and they were just as invested in that. So yep. it just shows like those two. It's been a long time coming to see them in the ring together. It was just a really cool moment for sure. But uh, I just hope this isn't like an LOL Cena win situation. And, no, and they need to give Styles a win. This is just like the. I got a comment on like. They were getting crazy money with Styles as a face. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Wrestling purists are gonna love this, but as like financially, Styles was getting like outcheered yeah, and outdrawing like, Roman. Yeah, the merch sales were like through the roof. So I mean, like gloves. Yeah, man. But and like people, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens because I know it's gonna be. I well, you'd hope it'd be a great feud moving forward, but I mean, I don't know. Ooh, quick merch update for anyone interested. They sell Roman vests now on WWE Shop. So if you want to cosplay awkwardly at Wizard World, go for it. Complete with Stegosaurus backpack. <laughs> Pro tip, they sell their stuff on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime <laughs> with the student email. Get on that. Oh, shit. Call Dax. <laughs> All right, next thing you want to quickly talk about. We can't let that go on as bad as it did in the first episode. No, we're for sandwich. <laughs> Um, the segment they aired backstage with Charlotte and Stephanie McMahon. Everything Stephanie did on this show infuriated me, not in the way you're supposed to be. Like, the, just the opening segment with Shane, Stephanie, and the New Day was basically just an infomercial for the brand split, where they confirmed that even in kayfabe, they have no idea what they're doing. They confirmed nothing. And then in this segment, Stephanie pretty much, like, uh, dresses down Charlotte. And uh, shot up and berates her for, for no reason. Like, what was the point of this? Like, this was only to get Stephanie over. It did nothing for Charlotte. It was terrible. I literally have no idea why they did that. I have no real analysis of it. I have nothing more to say. It makes no sense have you why seen- Stephanie should verbally abuse, even if she's a heel, the women's champion. And tell her she isn't. What did she? What she's not exactly? worthy, she's not she worthy, of, the worthy of the title. Because her seventy-year-old father isn't on her. Wait, have you guys so seen that? Like heels being like berated for being heels. Like, what do you mean? Like, have you seen them? Like, Charlotte was yelled at. Oh, like in the past. Yeah, like, yeah. Not like yelled at not like that. Because well, usually you have like a heel authority figure too. Yeah. But even like Teddy Long was never screaming at people. Holla, well, have a tag team match. The, the worst thing he would do is the Undertaker. The worst thing he would do is make you go one on one into Undertaker in the main event. 
<laughs> uh, six man tag. He was never a heel manager though, was That's he? That's what I was saying. Yeah, one on one. With... He was like the the face that comes to mind as being like a face authority figure. I mean, but even at least in recent memory. I mean, because even like like way back, Bischoff was a heel manager, yeah. but he never like. I don't know. It felt weird. Like it didn't feel like it. It should have felt. It felt like John Laurinaitis. Oh God, that was a terrible. Shut edit. up, people power. People power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. That entire segment was weird. I don't... Something happened with Dana Brooke in that episode of Raw 2, right? And I don't I, want to talk to about To be honest, I, I watched Raw on my laptop while I had the game on the TV during that segment. All I saw was Becky Lynch come out to save Natty. Okay. I didn't really see the match at all. I don't think Dana Brooke's very good. Bottom line. And that's Not the excited line. about that. I'm glad that Becky Lynch is actually on TV, though. I wish they would have, like, a second storyline in the women's division now that they have so much talent. But, well, they need know. Sasha back healthy. Sasha is healthy. Well, now she's Sasha finally back too. healthy, but she wasn't for... Wasn't on Raw, time. though. Wasn't no. on Raw. Apparently, she's doing something on main event that she lovely plugged on Twitter yeah. yesterday. But well, they got to have somebody replacing Stardust on main event, right? Oh, poor Cody. All right, well, I guess segued <laughs> into the Sasha Banks thing. Um, I read yesterday, I forget my source, I apologize, but Vince McMahon made a comment comparing Sasha Banks to Daniel Bryan, and not, not in a, in a way. good way, in the way of um, she's injury prone, <clears throat> in the way of even though all the fans want her to have the title, he's scared to put it on her, so yeah, I'm sad, I really like Sasha, Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope Vince realizes he, he can't he can't make that mistake. Any other thoughts on this? Not really. I would just like to see her with the title. Yeah. Or see the her thing period. Is, Daniel Bryan, that's a terrible or comparison. Just, not see her period. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive him. Okay. <laughs> like I was saying before, I was interrupted with the period joke. Uh, um, the thing is, Daniel Bryan... <laughs> Daniel Bryan had, like, 15 years of experience when he had to retire due to injury. Sasha Banks is, like, 23 years old. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe that happened. Oh. All right, go. Yeah, Sasha Banks is young. Daniel Bryan was very experienced and had a lot of miles on him. It's a terrible comparison. She got two unlucky injuries one because of a ref. Yeah, w- so, which is just like a freak incident. Which yeah. is probably not going to happen again. And she's hasn't been on TV in how long? It's been a while. Been a while. Pretty much since Mania. It's been a while. <laughs> Shout out Stain. That 04 hit, I think. It was before 04, I think. Maybe it was like 2000. Yeah. It was turn of the century. Well, I mean like now that we have like a little uh, opening moment here. Uh, breaking news from Bleacher Report's team stream. Mike and Pat have no idea what I'm going to say right now. I Ooh. don't. The Rock, quote-unquote, can't deny thinking about running for political office. Ellipses. The thought of being president is alluring. Is that a quote? End quote. Dude, okay, this has not a lot to do with wrestling, but the political process has gone to shit. It's become a reality show. Oh, we can't get political. But let's the, the Rock... The Rock is wrestling, so... I mean, Dude, I guess... I can't wait for the Kanye West versus Donald Trump 2020 election. I can't wait for the Kanye-Rock t- combo running mate. We've gone is to Rock going to be here. Kanye's VP? Oh, dude, The Rock can't... He can't, No, he's just doing this so people will talk about it. If he has any... No, <clears> he has <throat> to just do the, the Jesse Ventura, 
go be the gov. Was he governor? You know what he did? The governor of Minnesota. Yeah. And then he can have. Governor. Then he can have an app, a reality show about conspiracy theories and grow out a pretty sweet skull. Go be the governor of California. Don't oh. be president. Kane's <laughs> running for political office, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Kane is like a hardcore libertarian. <laughs> and he, he's running for like mayor of Knoxville or something like that. Concessions Kane? Corporate Kane? I, I think it's corporate Kane if I were to say so. Uh, concessions. I hope it's concessions Kane. Um, Maybe Paul Barry. I just can't wait for I, I can't wait for the Katie Vick um, uh, opposing ads. If anyone runs Katie Vick opposing ads, they should. Oh Christ! Uh, um, should him lighting <laughs> Jr. on fire? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Go look at that on the network. Go yeah. listen to Jr. commentary ah. on anything. No, seriously, Raw in like 2002, 2003 is some of the best unintentionally hilarious TV ever. Speaking of JR, JR's barbecue. Skittles. <laughs> juicy. Fruity. Delicious. Oh, juicy. <laughs> we'll have to link some of these weird things we're saying so you know what we're talking about. Jim Ross Skittles, YouTube. Yeah. We'll try and link it if it's possible. The best is Jerry Lawler's, like, legitimate shock at what's going on on commentary. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, moving on. There's still one... Um, I hope I'm not wrong. There's one Money in the Bank competitor not announced yet? Or yes. are they still the roster? There's one. Okay. They didn't address this on um, Raw at all. They didn't have a contender match and for it. I know and who it's going to be. Is it, a certain third-generation superstar. Smackdown, did they? Gray Wyatt? No. Randy Orton? Yes. I say Wyatt, to be honest. I think it's going to be Wyatt. I think it's Wyatt. I mean, here's the thing. If Wyatt's in the match, please, God, have him win it. Yeah, he needs something. Oh, my God. And again, any of the people in that match, I wouldn't mind winning it. They go Besides Del Rio. Well, yeah, they they said that everyone except for Del Rio is, like, viable to win it. I think it's right now, not knowing who the last guys think of Wyatt is in it, he's probably the front runner, but I think right now it's probably Ambrose or Owens. I originally thought it was going to be Owens, but from what happened on SmackDown, apparently he like brought the ladder out and he was the first to like reach for the briefcase, so I don't know. I, I, I just when I, they do those I, weird At this no. point, I don't really see Owens with the briefcase. I, I would love, love, love to see Bray Wyatt win it because his run That's before he got hurt. The point to spear for Roman. Oh, that's one of the coolest things I've seen. That one night, and then he got hurt, like, the next day. At the live show the next day. But that was... It was literally his turnaround. He was finally getting his turnaround. The crowd was cheering him again, and he gets hurt. It was very unfortunate. I'd love to see Dean with it, especially with Roman. I think Dean needs something. Because even though he just got a win against Jericho, he needs something. I feel like he needs what he needs. Even though fans love him, I I think what he needs is a heel turn. No, yeah, he's still really over, which yeah. is weird. Especially he hasn't like, done anything. It's gonna be a lot of heels now. You know, if he has like a segment against like a top heel, like just he goes from like a moderately like good sized pop to like being like insanely over in like a week of just yeah. being against like another top guy. But when he's in like the mid card, he kind of like not flounders, <sighs> but kind of gets a little stale. Gets not so great. Right, so it's Del Rio, Jericho. Ambrose. Owens. Owens. Zane, Zane, Cesaro. Cesaro. And then Mystery Man. Wyatt Orton, if they want. That's got to be the only two at this point. Who else is out? Neville won't get it, but I mean, he's, he still needs to come Neville. back. I think 
Neville's probably out for a little bit longer. He, he like, <laughs> broke his leg. Gravity remembered Neville. Nice. Oh, Jesus. Well, Neville's not coming back in that match anyway. He's too not on the same level. Yo, I can't... Guys. I mean, thank God for the bland, uh, the bland split. The brand split for Neville, because I don't know if he was getting much time when he was coming back. I, I'm still curious about this cruiserweight thing that they're doing. I don't know if that's going to be all new guys or if guys like Neville, are they gonna Kalisto... Are they going to include, like... WWE cruiserweights in it. If so, sure. that'd be awesome. So far, it looks like it's just been guys from like Evolve. I don't yes. know why they wouldn't include certain people from their from WWE. Given a much bigger draw, but I feel like honestly, like, who especially who would it be Neville and who Kalisto, Neville Kalisto, and that's really it. Hideo Tommy probably. Well, if he's be- when is he coming back? He said he's coming back soon on Twitter. Hmm. Soon, soon, soon means um, like. But Austin Aries, I don't know if he's legitimately cruiserweight size, but you could always lie about that. Rollins is legitimately like the size of cruiserweights in WCW, but he's not going to use Rollins, Rollins for that. Huge. Neville and Kalisto, if they want, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the WWE related news we have. But now moving on to the most notable piece of wrestling news, we have to talk about <laughs> the most absurd thing. Either of us have ever seen. If you haven't seen it, we will also link to this for you guys. This is a TNA-produced segment, so you know it's already very questionable. Two once-beloved WWE superstars. Okay. One once-beloved. One once-beloved, one the brother of someone who was beloved. And Matt and okay. Jeff Hardy. One the founder of Mattitude. Of Matt course. and Jeff Hardy were a part of the most, uh, the worst segment, in I think. unbelievably oh, terrible segment I have ever seen, ever. I had to pause this video several times, just like, ha- like having to recap in my mind: Is this actually happening? Everything ha- about this promo sucked, and I think that was the point. And I'll get to that in a second, but like, the editing was terrible. The camera work was awful. I don't know why they edit from Jeff walking to the ring around <laughs> like an awkward cut to him starting to walk and then swoop around him. The dialogue was awful. The acting was atrocious. Matt Hardy <laughs> can't roll out of a ring properly. Matt Hardy <laughs> is doing like a faux British accent right now and it's so weird. Pretty he ghetto. looks like a vampire. Is it a vampire? What is his I gimmick? Think he's I don't going watch... Who's that? He looks like an electrocuted vampire. Sweet Todd. Todd. I think that's what he's going for. Oh, God. All right. So he looks, he looks like, terrible. He looks like if Seth Rollins had, like, a like a Scott Hall-level breakdown. They wow. did... He signed a contract with terrible camera work on him signing it. It kind of just cut into did. him. Oh, you want me to sign the contract? He signs the contract. Oh, my God. They did a circular table. They did a table spot through a circular table with a middle support. (laughs) Which which just fell fell like Like seesawed over (laughs) when he slammed him through it. Jeff took that entire bump on the ground. I know. They did it onto a concrete concrete floor. When he lifted him to put him through the table, it went into awkward slow-mo. And it had like weird like... Orchestral music, slightly, only for the slow-mo. Matt Hardy's wife came out with a fake baby. A baby doll flew through the air. To distract Jeff Hardy, then Matt Hardy magically summoned a bottle. Uh, Yeah, he gets a glass bottle out of nowhere. And Jeff 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 is just, like, stunned. 
hanging off the. Road. I have no. There's so, there's a director's cut on the TNA YouTube. That explains Which, it a little more, but it's still bad. See, the thing is, I think this raises more questions than it actually answers. Because it starts with, like, a chopper shot. <laughs> which is insane. Of Jeff Hardy like, going, insanely like, insanely high eight. budget for this. <laughs> and, it, and Matt Hardy speaks to the camera, my brother has asked for this. And he, like, raises his arms up, like, a come-at-me-bro pose as the ca- camera circles around him. It goes to Jeff Hardy, like... M- moto dirt biking dirt. over a weird like, like lake a, like a, and it had like there were like crop signs of like <laughs> the Hardy's logo yeah I'm pretty sure that's what it was let's just be clear out of context this is the funniest video oh. I've ever seen in my entire oh yeah life. it definitely doesn't help that none of us watch TNA Impact Wrestling none of us or anyone but the only reason that it's even worth mentioning is cause to see what Jeff and Matt Hardy have stooped to is on, it's incredible. Oh, uh, their fall from graces has been... Just... See, I disagree. Pat, what? I think this was on purpose. I think they no. made a segment this bad on purpose, this cheesy, because there's no way, like... I, I can see Matt and Jeff thinking this look good, but there's no way you showed this to, like, the producers of the show, and they were like, oh, this is fine. No, dude, dude This was intended to get people now, talking. Do they have any money? I forget. They're on, like... What's the name of the network they air on? Pop TV? Dude, they have guardrails now. They are seriously okay. hurting... <laughs> What? They, they always, always had guardrails. TNA sucks, man. Well, oh, TNA's trash. Now it does. But it had I, a little run for I a second. I think because... And Matt this. Hardy is also a dude that knows how to work the internet very well. That's the thing he's probably best at. At, at least he, like, gets consumed in a character. Okay, but... See, now that he's actually making these points, I could kind of see how it was on purpose. Because if this wasn't unbelievably horrifically bad... I wouldn't even know Slammiversary had a match with them in it. I wouldn't know Slammiversary was happening. Or was they didn't happening. even have pay-per-views anymore. Or, yeah, I wouldn't know any of this is happening. So I guess it's, it was a ploy to maybe get See, people to watch Matt and Jeff yeah. Hardy wrestle. That's what I think it was. I hope. My biggest... Because it was so bad. <laughs> the reason I don't think it was on purpose is because Matt Hardy's pin tweet is a 30-second video of him trying to sell the t-shirt off his back. <laughs> so I that man is hurting at this point. I mean, well, just the thing is, his Twitter is like a weird like he like he tweets like in character. It's so weird. I feel like, like a lot of he people responds do that, to people that are saying his segment is terrible with like <clears throat> acting as if they get hate. And his pin tweet is not that. It was before. I mean, he probably changed it. It's it's these weird paintings of him holding a baby. <laughs> <laughs> is that his child? I think that, I think that's the, the the doll that was in that segment. Oh my god! Hashtag broken Matt Hardy, brother Nero. Brother Nero. <laughs> I mean, for, he also has a terrible accent the whole time. Yes. Oh, uh, the best is Jeff's terrible delivery of, Isn't that what you want, man? <laughs> Isn't it? And he calls him sarcastic for some reason, which I don't... Th- he was a lot of things in that video. I don't think he was ever sarcastic. <laughs> I, I have nothing. Why does Matt Hardy have a giant airplane hanger in his, at his house? Okay. With a ring in it. The moment... With a Matt- ring in the awkward back <laughs> corner. It's not even, like, centered. <laughs> Why is there that table there? There's so many things. <laughs> There's a random grill when he first walks in. No, the best part uh, was Matt Hardy struggling to get out of the ring. He gets to roll out of the ring and like his arm is still up. The and contract hit the rope. It did. Is yeah, that what happened? That's what happened. The contract hit the rope and he got caught. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Forget everything. In the director's cut, the, and this is what made me think, okay, this is definitely fake. The gardener? Like, about three minutes in, they're walking to this weird warehouse... <laughs> Where the ring is, 
and there's just a gardener <laughs> just taking care of some plants outside, and he just goes, "How you doing, Mr. Hardy?" And he's like, "I'm okay, sir." And it's it's apropos of nothing. It's <laughs> it makes no sense. This this has to be fake. This isn't real. I don't I don't believe it. No, see to to counterpoint because I agreed, but then I also went back and looked at other TNA filmed promos on their YouTube channel. Never do that. They're all this cheesy and terrible and awfully filmed. So they're just so low budget at this point. They don't have a choice. This one is especially bad compared to other ones. This this but is a new level of garbage. It's this so was much- like. Have you guys seen the room? That, like, famously, no. like, terrible movie. I've heard of its famously terribleness. I never watched it, no. This is, like, of that quality. It was It's bad. insane. I have nothing... Oh, and... I have no more to say. And Matt is, like, fighting his... His <clears throat> natural southern accent to do this weird, fake British thing. And he's in the ring, and he goes... And he tries to say, where it all began in... And it's, like... <laughs> it's such a struggle for him to say this in this weird voice. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, it's so bad that we have to, to close this podcast with that. Anybody... Uh, I any- suggest you all to watch this, because I was literally falling asleep, and, and I just checked Reddit, and I saw this, and I, I'd spent, like, the next hour just re-watching this video. No, it's definitely a I good I didn't lab. understand what the hell was going on. <laughs> no, me and Pat were literally... We were for, te- like, an hour back and forth trying to f- decipher what this meant last night. We were literally just texting each other questions back and forth. Like, we didn't understand anything that was going on. And with that, we've now reached our entrance theme acapella segment. Today's entrance theme is Edge. You think you know me. You think you know me. Oh, Mr. Well, we mixed some entrances. <laughs> <laughs> we mixed all the errors. So we're going to refrain from a segment this week. <laughs> Yeah, who knows the Rob Zombie one? <laughs> oh, we can do the Stone Cold Disturbed theme. Stamp up! Stamp up! You can do the next one above me. Okay, bye. Add Hot Tag Wrestling. Hot Tag. The Hot Tag.weebly.com. Yeah, wait. Before that, this officially does conclude our second episode. We will try in the future to get more of a steady output of these but we all have to find proper scheduling so we'll try our best we're gonna try for once a week if any big news happens more so obviously after pay-per-views and stuff but yeah so this concludes our second episode thank you for all for listening um this is mike signing off may see you guys